I hope y'all didn't come here to see, you know, Hollywood, you know, style production, because that's probably not what you got. But you did get heart. You got sincerity. You got kids who tried and give everything they have. And to me, that's better than perfection. That's better than perfection. Amen. Now, I am not going to keep you here long. Uh, I, made a, I made a bet with myself, and I'm trying to win, that I would keep y'all no more than 30 more minutes after, the, after they were done. Now, I hope y'all don't start no timer or, or any kind of watch around here because it probably won't work out for me. But I do want to talk to y'all today. We just came through Christmas season. I want to tell you a story that happened. Uh, hello, Genesis. Um, it's okay. She's cool. She's sassy and she's got the flannel on. You got to love her. But we were at a restaurant, me and my family, and, uh, you know, we used to serve tables. Anybody in here used to wait on tables? Do we have any people, any previous servers around here? All right. I got some, got some company around here. Y'all know what it's like. So we went out to eat, and we were sitting at the table. And this has been about a couple weeks ago, and we were getting ready to leave. And, you know, they, bring, they, they ran our card, and um, they brought the thing out for us to sign. And I was sitting there, and I was trying to do some math in my head. I'm not really good at that. But I was trying to do some math in my head, and my wife's just like, don't do math, give this. And I was like, okay. You know, and I'm, I'm like, my wife has always told me, I'm like one of those people who like to try to give a lot. Like, I'm, she, you know, I'm like, well, I like to tip tip, you know, because I know what that's like. But even to me, I was like, really? And her words were, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. And I've kind of had that in my head over the last couple of weeks, like, okay. So what makes Christmas time so much more different than the way people should be any other time of the year? You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll give people more grace because it's like, oh, it's Christmas time. They're probably stressed. Oh, it's, we'll, we'll give more uh, money at a, at, at a restaurant because it's Christmas time. We want to bless them. You know, it's like, and so we'll, we'll do all these things. And I begin to think, why is it just Christmas? that this, this, this atmosphere change begins to take place that it's like, we should go above and beyond. Let's be kinder than we usually are. Let's give more than we usually do. Let's, and I was like, what is it about this time of year? And then I began to think, well, duh, Danny. It's about Jesus. And when you focus on Jesus, you will more than likely give more. Be kinder. Serve more. Understand more. Why? Because you're thinking about him. And I was like, that's probably the whole key to this whole thing called life. If you, during any day, can just think on Jesus, you might be kinder to those people around you that are making you so upset. That coworker that really pushes you to the limit. That boss that's just like, oh my gosh. That spouse that made you angry, those kids, right? That you, it's like, man, the, the reality hit me. It's like, if you can just stay focused on me, then you won't have those once a years of, I'm gonna give more. I'm gonna love more. I'm gonna be kinder. I'm gonna be nicer. I'm gonna let things go that I normally would hang on to. As to say that it makes sense at any other time of the year that you hold on to those things. You aren't as kind. You don't give as much. It was just like, wow. 
wow. And I, I, I don't want to, to, to come at this in a way that makes you feel bad, but I want to come at this in a way that challenges you to be Christ-like at all times during all of the year. Not just during the time of the year where it feels really good, you know? You know, just like uh, marshmallows and a cup of hot chocolate and, you know, the fire roasting. Because it's really the ambiance of the year that just like makes you feel so warm and good about life. I wonder how we can incorporate that to a daily basis past Christmas. And so I began to think, and the Lord brought this to my mind. Y'all know on your phone, when you type in directions and you're on a path, you get the person that comes on. It's like, up ahead, turn left. In 600 feet, turn left. But there's sometimes that the voice on the phone says this, continue on your current path. Continue on for 600 more miles. Continue on, continue on. I was like, you know, I want to encourage y'all today that the attitude that you've had up until December 25th, and maybe it just started on December the 1st because some of y'all wait until December 1st to kick into Christmas mode, and that's fine. You won't fit in at my house because I'm talking about as soon as Halloween's over, we Christmas in it. Like, that's what we do, okay? But some of y'all, maybe it's from, maybe it's, you know, November 1st to December 25th. Maybe it's December 1st. I don't know when your Christmas spirit kicks in, but I'm gonna ask you, can you continue on past yesterday? Because I believe if Jesus was directing you, he wouldn't say, hey, December 25th is over. Hook a left and go back to where you were before Christmas season started. I think he might very well say, hey, why don't you just continue on? Continue on the path you're on. Continue being nice. Continue being generous. Continue being kind. Continue being loving. Because I don't call you to do that just at Christmas time. I've called you to do that all day, every day of all the year. And so my job tonight that I want to do just real fast, if you just give me like maybe 10, 15 more minutes, I want to talk about a few things that I want us to continue on in. What are we going to continue in? I want to talk to you today about how we're going to continue to gather. Some of you are like, oh, that sounds good. Because at Christmas time, it's like it's an, it's a, it's an understood thing. We're going to gather with your family. We're going to cook dinner. We're going to have everybody over. And we're going to be nice to even the family members that we don't really like that much. Uncle Jim Bob comes in for the weekend and we're like, man, someone put him outside and then we'll let him come in during dinner time. But you'll be like, oh, it's Christmas. Let's just let him in. You know, he's going you know, to go off on politics sometime, and we're going to have a fight, but it's okay. And then you run around to all your other family members. Hey, look, just overlook Jim Bob today, okay? We ain't going to fight with him. So what I'm saying is like a gathering is an understood thing, so we embrace for the gathering with an understanding that we are going to have to let things go. And so not only are we going to commit to continue gathering, we're going to commit to gathering with that attitude. That we are not going to come into this place or any place with any expectation on people to act any other way other than we're just going to love them regardless. Because that's what we'll do during Christmas time. Right? That's what we'll do during Christmas time. And I got, I got a little passage for you, and the screens are kind of uh, panicking today. There was so much going on, they just fritzed out on me. And it's okay. I'm just going to read from the Bible, if you don't mind. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 44 says this, And they devoted themselves, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching 
and the fellowship to breaking of bread and prayers. And listen to what happened when they committed to that type of gathering. It says this, and all came up on every soul. You want to know how to make the world go, oh, those people are different. Then in your gathering, love everybody. The way you gather together, all have a seat at the table. The way that you come together is with an attitude of, I'm going to make this thing work. I'm going to bring unity where division is. I'm going to bring love where some contempt is. I'm going to commit myself to being that type of person in this gathering that will bring all to all the souls. And it says this, and because of their devotion to this type of gathering, all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done. Just, it's just what we have to understand that if we want to move of God, if we want to see Jesus really move in our lives, not just like, you know, every once in a while, give us a good feeling, make us have goosebumps. But if we want the world to be in awe of who Jesus is, if we want to see the sick recover, if we want to see the blind see, if we want to see those kinds of things, then we have to devote ourselves to this type of gathering, this type of getting together, this type of saying, you know what, division be darned, I'm coming together with the same anticipation that I had during Christmas that everybody's going to love one another and we're going to make this thing work. We're going to continue on the path of gathering, but with this type of mentality. Hebrews chapter 10 says this, and let us consider, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. How do we make people want to do more? How do you make people want to do better? Not by telling them. I've, I've tried that for years with certain people. Try to tell them. Telling them does nothing. It says this, how do we stir that up? By not neglecting gathering together. What? You mean coming together, loving one another, having that mindset will make other people want to do better? I've never seen anyone judged, criticized, or condemned to the foot of the cross. But I've seen them loved, led with compassion, encouraged to the foot of the cross. Now, I've seen that. I've seen that. And so if, if we want people to do better, if we want to do better, then let's not neglect gathering together with this type of heart. And now I'm going to get on some people, right? And maybe you're going to get frustrated with me. That's fine. It's Christmas still for me. So I'm going to be nice to you regardless. Um, <laughs> this is also in a very surface level, staying committed to the house of God. Karma told, told the kids before they started this place, she said, hey, this is why today's so important. Because some people will only come to church on Easter and Christmas. And you know, some of y'all are like, well, that ain't me. I come at least once a month. I'm here once a month. <laughs> Chuck one up for Walker, you know? But I, I want to challenge you, not condemn you. But if you want those around you to do better, if you want to do better, if you want to help stir up other people to doing the right things, the righteous things, then you can't be once a month Christians. You can't commit to a gathering just one time a month. 
You gotta say, hey, you know what? It ain't, I'm sleepy. I didn't get a good rest last night on Saturday night, but I gotta go to church because I, I wanna be stirred up to do good. I wanna stir others up to do good. My life is more than just my sleep. My life is more than just my pleasure and my ease with which I live and not having anything, you know, uh, come in and cause any inconvenience for me. No, my life is more. My life was built, created, and I was, I was redeemed to stir other people up. You realize that, right? That's what you're supposed to do. Like everyone in this room, you realize that your calling is to stir other people up to do good. And so how do we do that? Don't neglect meeting together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching, encouraging one another. And that's the next thing we're gonna do. We're gonna continue on encouraging one another, Right? I, I feel such a such a, a a a feeling of all I wanted to do during the Christmas season is just tell people how good they are. Man, you're doing good. Man, you're killing it. Man, you're just you're you're doing you're doing so good. I I, I love how you did that. I love what you did. And then, as the journey progresses, encouragement lessens, and it becomes easier to criticize than it does to encourage. It becomes easier to point out other people's flaws than it is to encourage them, right? And so, and so what, we, what we have to do as Christ followers is on this journey towards Christ is stay on the path of encouraging one another. You know, Jesus did this better than anybody. He looked at Simon one day and he called him the rock, he named, changed his name to Peter, Petros, rock. That wasn't because Peter was really actually being anything stable. In fact, most of the time you see in scripture, Peter was all over the place. He was anything but stable. But Jesus knew if I can speak to that part of him and put a demand on that part of him, not tell him how bad he is, not tell him where he's missing it because Peter missed it a lot. But there's something in him that if I can just encourage that part of him, He's going to be the one that after the spirit falls on him, he's going to stand and preach and 3,000 people come to know who I am. But I have to encourage him before then. I have to stay on this path of encouragement. I have to make sure that my wife knows how awesome she is. My husband knows how awesome he is. My kids know how good they're doing. Parents, stop criticizing your children. Somebody like, it's discipline. No, it's not. There's a difference between discipline and criticism. You will criticize your child to the point of them having no self-esteem, no confidence, or nothing. You can discipline them in a way that shows them you love them, not that you have such a concern of their behavior. Because the moment you get caught on a behavior, you lose sight of the child. And Jesus knew this better than anyone. Why? Because he's the good, good father. He knows how to parent better than any of us. He, was the, he is the best. He is the standard. Listen, parents, Use Jesus as your standard, not other people, okay? Use Jesus as the standard of how I'm going to parent my child, not other parents. They're, they're good role models. Go talk to them. But if, if you can't find that in Jesus, don't do it. If you can't find it in Jesus, don't do it. Just going to throw that out there. All right, parents, encourage your kids. You know, it takes all I have sometimes. I'm a, I'm a very critical human. My wife will, will verify that with you. I'm very critical. Um, and I'm very critical with my son. Is he in here? 
I'm very critical with him sometimes, and, I, and I've apologized to him a lot to him about this because I'll, I'll very quickly criticize him because he makes a mistake. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And it's in my heart, I'm just like, I'm trying to get him better, make him better because I want him to be better. But in reality, sometimes I want it to reflect good on me too. I want the world to look at my son and go, ooh, I bet he's got a good daddy. That was hard, all right, right? Right, maybe that's too transparent for y'all. I don't know, I don't know. But I'm just gonna be real with y'all, you know, because they are a reflection of me, just as we are of Jesus, right? We understand this, but Jesus never condemns his children. Why? How do you know that, son? How do you know that, Danny? Oh, can I quote you a scripture? There is therefore now. No. How much? Any? Like just a little bit? Like, you know, just, just a little? You know, just a, like when you do like really bad, he doesn't? No. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, you see, there's a difference in discipline and condemnation. But we're not going to do that. We're going to encourage our children. We're going to encourage our spouses. We're going to encourage other people that we gather with. We're not going to let any type of character flaw, mistakes, things that they do wrong on a repeated basis frustrate us. We're going to love them to the better them, right? So we're going to continue in encouraging. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Just as you are doing, continue on doing that. Continue on. Continue on. Let me ask you, will you continue? Anybody in here willing to commit with me that we're going to continue encouraging people? We're going to encourage people? We got a couple people. The rest of y'all, y'all need to talk to Jesus, all right? Your hands ain't up. Go talk to Jesus. That's all I'm saying. Y'all do whatever y'all want to with that, right? This is, a, this is one of the last ones that we're going to get to. Joshua, if you want to come on up. I told you I wouldn't be long. Anybody keep a timer? Honey, did you do the timer for me? Yes. So I did good. I'm doing good. I'm crushing it right now. The second thing, or the last thing that I want us to continue doing is being present. What do I mean by that? Today, today, my daughter got slime for Christmas. Whoever bought her slime, I don't like you. Just gonna be honest with you. You're the worst kind of people. Yep, that's my wife raised her hand apparently. Right, thank you. Courage, you're the best mom ever. Hallelujah. Anyways, so... So she bought, my wife bought my daughter slime, and I don't like slime. I despise slime. Why do you not like slime, Danny? You know, fun, you Scrooge. No, because when she was little, she got slime stuck in her hair, and we almost had to cut it off. And if anybody knows me, I love my daughter's hair. She, she did it. Anyways, if anybody knows me, they know that I love my daughter's hair. Like, I just, I love it. It's just one of those things. I'm just like, man, it's, it's so awesome. She's always had really long hair from the moment she was, like, she just came out with a head full of hair. And it's probably not normal for a dad to be so attached to his daughter's hair, but I am. And so at the thought that, man, we're going to have to cut all of her hair off because it wasn't at the bottom. It was like right here. Okay. You know, like, that's what I had in my head. And it scared me. And so she got slime this year, and I was like, I don't like slime. I don't want to play with it. But my daughter looked at me while I was sitting on the couch and said, hey, Daddy, will you play with me? Now, don't, I'm not going to show you I was a good dad because at first I was like, no. 
And she said this. She says, Dad, I, I know you don't like slime, but could you, just, could you just sit and play with me for a minute? And in that moment, I go, yeah, I can. What, what, what else matters right now except being present right here with her? Like what more? What, what, what else mattered? There was, you know, there was a football pregame on. And, you know, I was kind of into it. I ain't going to lie. I love sports, okay? But nothing in that moment, when I locked eyes with my daughter, where she was like, Daddy, I know you don't like slime. It's almost like she was ready for me to say no. Man, and that broke me, right? Like, it wasn't the asking that made me say yes. It was the realization that my daughter had already been conditioned by me that dad sometimes just isn't present. And he's not willing to sit and play. Oh, and that broke me. So y'all getting some real truth parenting from me today. Uh, Your pastor, this guy, if I ain't your pastor, this guy named Danny, I am not someone who has it all together. I am learning every single day how to be a better me. And almost every single day, I'm failing at that. And today, I get to take a little bit of joy from knowing that I didn't fail her today because I said, I'm going to be present. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop watching the TV. I'm going to stop sitting in my chair. I'm going to get on the hard floor and I'm going to play with this stuff that I don't like because I want to continue being who I was for the last 30 some days when I said, I'm going to, we're going to take, we're going to hide this with the kids. We're going to watch all Christmas movies. What do you want? Like I had this attitude that I wanted my kids to tell me, what do you want to do? Because daddy's going to play with you. Daddy's going to watch this with you. Daddy's going to be here with you. Daddy is committed to this time of year of saying you're important to me and then now I'm standing here on December 26th going where was this the rest of the year where was this the rest and Jesus is up there going that's what I'm trying to figure out man trying to figure all this out with you why why sometimes this why and then I'm reminded that the scripture says I remember you did run well Man, you were doing so good. You were, you were, you were being kind. You were, you were being generous and you were encouraging people and you were living for me and you were on fire and you were present with your family and present with the children of God. And then he said, I remember you did do that, but what has hindered you? Let me ask you a question tonight. What has hindered you? What has come into your life that has made you stop going to church? What has come into your life that has made you cynical? That has made you a person who doesn't like people? And I'm going to be mean and I'm not going to encourage anybody. I'm not going to let nobody in because I've been... What has hurt you that you're no longer kind? And what has come into your life that you're always somewhere else? I'm not preaching to you or at you. I'm feeling this as I'm telling you that, man, we've got to commit to continuing on this journey that we've been on for the last three weeks, four weeks in this Christmas spirit of saying, yes, December 25th is gone, but Jesus isn't. December 25th is gone, but my salvation isn't. December 25th is gone, But my faith 
isn't. I mean, come on, somebody. We have got to say, I'm not getting off this track simply because the day is past. God is telling us, continue on. Just stay in this mode. Don't, 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 don't get off this path, please. Because if, if, if you can stay faithful to gathering together and stirring one another up, if you can keep encouraging one another and lifting one another up, if you can keep being kind, if you can keep giving even when it hurts, if you can keep doing these things, if you can stay present and not let the world tell you that tomorrow is off. Bible says this, look, tomorrow's got enough concern for itself. Stay here and today. Don't let the news that you find on your phone every waking moment and you're clicking through and finding how bad the government is and how all this stuff is and you're so caught up in D.C. that you're forgetting what's at 156 Horton Road. That's my address. I don't know what y'all's is. So I couldn't tell y'all y'all's address, right? But y'all so concerned about what's going on at the White House that you ain't paying attention to what's going on at your house. Continue on this thing. Shut out the world. Love on your family. Keep telling people how good they're doing. Don't let their failure tell you that they are failures. Just remind them that there's a hope inside of them, that there's a purpose they've been created for, that the devil hasn't wiped it out, that Jesus hasn't forgot them, and that they ain't failed all the time, that Jesus loves them, and that there is a hope for tomorrow. Continue on. December 25th, it's just a day. When Jesus came, it was from then till eternity future that we get to walk in that. So as I say it, I'll say it again. Continue on. Don't let doubt, worry, anxiety, depression, questions of tomorrow keep you from the work of today. Because life is like a vapor. I don't know why God's taking me in this direction. I feel a holy moment settling in on us. We all just give me one more moment because I need to make this declaration to someone and give them an opportunity. Look, life is like a vapor. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. So, so let's don't put all of our eggs and worrying about storing because you don't know. But today, the Bible says, today I have put before you life and death. Choose life. Continue on in life. Somebody here today has convinced themselves that, it, that, that, that things are done, things are gone. I don't have another choice. All of these things. I'm here to tell you, I'm going to do what I've asked you to do. I'm going to encourage you and tell you, look, I'm here to tell you Jesus loves you and he's got a plan for your life and it is not over regardless of what the enemy says. I don't care how much you fight mentally, there is victory for you here today. If we can just continue on no left turns, no right turns, no U-turns. For don't put your hand to this plow and then turn around. Stay on the path. You see, you see, there was a woman, there's a woman in the Old Testament that when her family was leaving a really bad situation, 
a city that God had 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 enough with, was about to destroy. God still said, hey, I need you. I'm going to let you. You go. Get out of here. Take off running. And what did he say? Don't look back. Continue on. Don't you dare let, don't you look back at what was behind you. You keep pushing on. But you don't understand there's a lot of trauma back there that if I don't deal with, it'll just, it comes. No, let it go. The Bible says, let the dead bury the dead. If it's behind you, let it go. He said, continue on. Don't you look back. And everyone's running because they understand there's a victory up ahead. There's a way out of this. I'm going to keep going. They're running. And one lady turns around and looks back. As if to say, man, I miss that. That's all I know. That's who I am. That's where I lived. And in a matter of a second, she turned to a pillar of salt. Because God doesn't put you on a path for you to walk it out looking that way. God doesn't put you on a path just to take you off of it. He puts you on a path and says, walk on, son. Walk on, daughter. Continue on this path. And don't look back. So I ask you tonight, Everyone in this room, where are you at on your journey? Where are you at on this path? Have you gotten off? Have you went left or went right? Have you stopped gathering? Have you stopped encouraging? Have you stopped being kind? Have you stopped giving? Have you stopped being present with your family? Have you stopped being present in the day? What what is it that you need to hear continue on? And you know, I almost didn't talk about this because I thought it was too simplistic. But then I remembered when I was traveling, going out of town, especially when I'm going places I don't know, even if I'm on a straight stretch, there are moments that I need my phone to tell me, just keep going. Because I can even get confused on a straight stretch sometimes when I'm around things that I don't, I've never seen before. When I'm in a new area, I still need to be told, even though I'm still on the road, just keep going. Continue on for 90-some miles. Continue on. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Continue on till Jesus comes. What's your destination? You don't have one. There is no destination. It's just when Jesus comes. How long are we going to be gathering? Till Jesus comes. How long are we going to be kind to one another? Till Jesus comes. How much longer are we on this road? Till Jesus comes. How long are we going to encourage people? Yeah, till Jesus comes. How long are we going to be in present and be around our family? At till Jesus comes. There ain't no date. I don't have a date nor a time because no man knows the day nor the hour that the Son of Man is going to split those skies and come back and get us. So we best just continue on. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to pray and be dismissed. As crazy as it sounds, I believe Jesus showed up tonight at uh, 6 o'clock the day after Jesus showed up just for someone in this room, for everyone in this room, but just for you. Because God is the only one who can speak to everyone and still just speak to you. That's how good he is. So I'm going to ask you right now in your heart as you sit there, what do you need to continue on in?
What is the Lord challenging you? Hey, get back in church. Don't you want to see your family do right? You want to see others around you start being doing right? Get back in church. Start gathering together and making everyone in all. Maybe he's telling you, keep encouraging people. Make a phone call to somebody. Just out of the blue. Shoot them a text. Just to say, hey, I want you to know I love you and I think you're doing a great job. You're holding up just fine as a mom of two to three kids and working your jobs and trying to make it all work. And I just want you to know you're doing fine. You're doing a great job. I'm so impressed. You inspire me. You know what, man? You've been working. You're so faithful to your job. I know it's probably wearing on you, but man, as hard as you work, it's inspiration to me to keep working myself. Maybe you need to get back to being present. Maybe you're a dad in here and you, you just work so much. You get home and you're tired. You just want to go to sleep. You want to zone out. I challenge you, be present. I challenge you, be present. Maybe you're in here and you got a good, a really good girlfriend. You know, you're, you got a good friend and she's going through a lot, but you're going through a lot. I'm going to ask you, be present while you're with them. Let them talk to you. Let them invite, let them, let them, let them divulge everything to you, but be there and listen. Right? Be present for people and love on people. Oh my gosh. Don't stop loving. No matter how bad you get hurt, no matter how much things go against you, no matter how much the world tries to rip it out of you, continue on in love.